0: hello heron hello tom so i have maybe two or three topics not a lot how how are you this evening in terms of topics uh
1: well really nothing much um i just wanted to extend my condolences about wicket oh um, well i mean i'm still suffering from sid's passing <laughs> so <laughs> you know i i, I know
0: what you're, how long did you have wicket uh, I tried to work this out. I had Wicket probably from about 2009, potentially. He came with the house that we uh. moved into in Las Vegas, so I'm thinking probably. 2009, and that's also yeah. when the earliest video is of him on YouTube, so I yeah. think that's, yeah.
1: that's pretty Because I, I only had Sid for, I don't know, maybe two or three years. Mm. You know? But boy, you know, they sure jump right into your life. You know?
0: Yes. Yeah, Wicked was um, probably the best cat I've ever owned. I mean, he was so uncat like He wasn't flighty. He just was stoic. He would hang around. I mean, in his earlier days, he had multiple personalities. He... Had a kind of ninja character, and then he had like a seafaring character, and he did a lot of like strange things that made me think that you can get a lot of personality in a very small specimen. And having (laughs) shaved his head on one occasion, or at least shaved his fur pretty close, I realized that his brain at most would have been the size of a probably a small walnut, if that, probably more like an almond. Yeah, uh, and just within that cognitive space, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just yeah. stunning.
1: Well, look at a crow. Yes, you know what? The, what the hell size is their
0: brain? Yes, you know. Yeah, God, but right? I think Wicked certainly informed me because he was so phenotypically different. He was yeah. something that oh, he's really, a mutant, completely, completely, <laughs> yes. and his yes. mutation actually. Created a variety of side effects that I think made him yeah. probably slightly more dependent than most cats in a very yeah. kind of curious way. He wasn't willing to show it in very general terms, but he was certainly considerably more affectionate and considerably more present than any cat I've owned up until now.
1: Yeah, I've had, well, you know, my experience isn't as extensive as yours, mm. but I've probably lived with uh, maybe 10 cats certainly. during my lifetime. Yeah. And I can't, I haven't been able to come to a conclusion about cats one way or another. Mm. Everyone has seemed to be, you know, quite unique. Oh, without question. But I
0: think there seems, there's certainly, there are certainly similarities. The thing that struck me about Wicket was that he defined himself in things where I'd never seen them with other cats. I mean, his behaviors were so, unique and so calming actually that i realized and we found this actually now he's passed that we just have a bunch of these kind of flighty slightly irritable creatures that you know move <laughs> around and we wasn't like that at all he was just a stoic kind of tomcat that would you know he'd just be there he'd be omnipresent i mean through a number of the stone Act recordings particularly when we lived in the old apartment because he had free reign in that environment he Although he came up to our bedroom, he rarely came into my studio. So through the time we've lived here, he hasn't been as omnipresent. But certainly in the Stone recordings when we were in the previous apartment, he was omnipresent. He was either at my feet or on the arm yeah. of the chair or, you know, I mean, you told him off a couple of times for meowing. I mean, I think he was, um, yeah, he was just there all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, I had a slightly different connection to him than my wife did. I actually buried him after his, his passing. And spent, you know, five minutes just holding him and stroking him and yeah. and realising that, um, you know, it's interesting because there's the whole, you know, if you're even slightly platonic, you do have this sense of the body versus the mind. And I came to appreciate just holding his body that there was still a lot in his body, even without, you know, physical... You know, well, and you really can't separate from
1: yourself from the uh, from anything anyway. Certainly. So I mean, yeah. it's not just what's going on there; it's what's going on in you. Certainly. it's the yeah. whole situation. Yeah. You know, it's um, his eyes refused
0: yeah. to close, which was quite a curiosity. So when I was holding him, about to bury him, his eyes remained open and just stared back at me. And so he had. I mean, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't ill health. His heart was enlarged, his lungs were full of fluid, and he was having trouble moving. How old was he? Uh, well, we don't know, because oh, yes, we don't right? know how old yeah. he was when he came into our yeah. lives. He yeah. would have probably been about 13, probably. I mean, so he was an elderly. He was an elderly cat, without question. In fact, the strange thing is I posted on um, Facebook footage taken of him only a couple of years ago, and he was still he was very sprightly, even at that old age. His deterioration, his physical deterioration, had really yeah. only occurred in the past... Probably only the past six months or so. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, his heart was enlarged. The X-rays were clear. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't having a good time of it. Mm-hmm. And what I, after he passed, he um, about two minutes afterwards, there was a long exhale, which was just his musculature had held. Sure. In so yeah. Much well, yeah. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because he basically was having trouble breathing. That he was constantly yeah. kind of gasping at the end. His heart rate yeah. was. Accelerated. He'd had a couple of seizures. He was on seizure medication. Yeah. It was strange because I guess I've never... I mean, I've obviously been present at burials and things like that, but I've never actually buried a creature previously. Yeah. And I realised, you know, I actually took him up out of the grave for one last time and then put him back in and made sure that he was... You know, he wasn't in any way kind of jutting in any different direction. And then the soil (laughs) went over him, and I just thought, you've done this, Tom. You've buried this cat, you know. But it also made me think very strongly about our discussions associated with euthanasia, and I've certainly talked to my spiritual advisor since, associated with how wonderful this cat's life has been, that he could spend, you know, his last waking minutes with people who clearly cared about him. He was clearly... You know, at peace with regards to he wasn't traumatized by the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. And I think these things in just on a kind of humanitarian to use this term with a little bit of irony, on a humanitarian level, it made so much sense. Anyway, by talking to my spiritual advisor following, she said, Well, would you be comfortable euthanizing me? And I said, Yes, I think I would. I think the whole nature of these things... Well, as long as we were, you know, it <laughs> in was in discussed. you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd I mean, like to be consulted on this. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think in these circumstances, and now, obviously, a lot of this stuff can be done contractually as well. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I... I, I mean, we've we previously euthanized a dog that Michelle had for 18 years, her Schnauzer, um, and I think, you know, if if any of our other cats have these kind of health concerns... The quality of life thing is very important. I mean, he couldn't get up anymore. He spent long periods of time kind of moving around. And it was clear that although he held his pain inside him, he wasn't having any fun anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Sid went fast. I mean, Mm. in that sense, it was good. He he just turned blind one day. Mm. You know, everything seemed normal. And, and then he was blind, and then all of a sudden, tumors started popping up, I and mean, you could feel yeah. them all over his body. Now, cancer can move you know? very quickly. It was yeah. amazing, yeah. you know, and uh, two days later, he was gone, Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It struck me with a little bit of irony that you and I had been discussing death only last week, and then these events kind of fell together. A number of other stupid and barbaric things happened through the week. And Wicket's Passing kind of put that into perspective. Yeah, yeah. But I have been back to listen to our discussion last week, in particular the sections associated with death, because it's interesting.
1: I don't even remember. (laughs) Well, let me reconstruct. You'll you'll have to... I mean, if you give me a word or two, it it comes back at this point. That's interesting, because I do have retrieval
0: for all that stuff, Mm.
1: but I I need to be prompted for it.
0: (laughs) Well, to remind our loyal listeners as well, The discussion associated with death here is associated with external death. It's associated with other people dying. And what I find interesting is that I remove this discussion, although obviously it's in some regard talking about one's own morality, morality, mortality, also morality.
1: Yeah, they go together Um, well. (laughs) the,
0: The interesting thing is that when I talk about death in this context, you always take the assumption that I'm also talking about my own mortality in this.
1: Well, why would it be
0: different? Because when I'm referring to death here, I'm referring to it as an event that exists in the external world that can be pointed to, and is absorbed into one story. And that has nothing to do with you? And without question, it's no, it's got everything to do with me. That's not what I'm asserting here. Okay. What I'm asserting here is that the stories have an amazing ability. We have an amazing ability to create and enact a variety of stories that oh, yeah. on oh, ethereal yeah. things that have no <laughs> basis. And the interesting thing about this, and it's curious to use this as a reference point, but I wanted to mention it because it it refers to another issue associated with death, and that's with regards to the late Tom Vine. Because you and I did not know about his death, or you didn't know about his death, until probably six months after his death. Yeah, quite a while.
1: Well, I I thought about this before, you know, a couple times when I had that, you know, that kidney thing, you know, I thought I was dying, and I thought, you know, I'd die in here, and nobody would know. Yeah. I mean my landlord would know he'd call the police or yes. somebody and they'd take my body away and yes. but I don't know how anybody that I know would find out about it. Mm.
0: Yeah, my spiritual advisor has asked me to put together a document which he will open on the event of my death. Oh that yeah, that's a good idea. A wide variety of things, including the passwords to all my yeah, websites and things like yeah, that and so what to do with your stuff on. and exactly. yeah, all yeah. sorts of things in yeah. your and your uh,
1: facebook page <laughs> <laughs> well it's
0: interesting actually the use of a facebook page after people have passed well it
1: makes a lot of sense yeah. but returning like, to this returning
0: to this notion of death that i was using last week that was yeah. kind of being moved into a discussion of one's own mortality which isn't the point yeah. that i was trying to make what i was trying to do and I think death is interesting, is get some sense of the Stonian ethic through this. Is there a gender ethic? For and death. can and, Well, can death, well, de- as yeah. yeah, it exists in the external well, was, world, be yeah. used as something to See, kind of uh, to create me, an ethic? Death- is not
1: uh, Yeah, it's still dying mm. is the issue. Death is a, an abstraction. But
0: this, again, but I think it's not is talking ins- about your own mortality. Yeah, no, no, I know. Which no, is but not ins- what this
1: is about. Yeah, I, I know. I yeah. got it. You're saying that yeah. there, there are perceptions of death in this world, and people act on those perceptions, and their behavior is something that needs to be dealt with around death. Is that sort of what you're saying? No? no? Okay. <laughs> it, well, let me try
0: this from a different angle once again. The nature of a story is that it is heavily constructed around a wide variety of but sometimes completely out there you know abstract ideas that enable people to live their lives say to some i'm not sure that.
1: i 'd have to take exception with it i am almost say it's just the opposite of that. Our stories are formed a- well, didn't well. I could see it. Well, actually, you could do it either way. Exactly. So never mind. Yeah, you, you can you can make up a story <laughs> no, about I'm this any way the you most, want. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> and what strikes me is that through this process, there are a wide variety of and concepts, this process being the, uh, the living an existence surrounded by language monkeys. Okay. Through this process, there are a wide variety of ethereal and tangential concepts that people live with as if coherence within this thing is just secondary. yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. However, when you have two people who have a third entity that they interact with or know of or have some connection to, and this third entity dies, there is a referential point there Which is very curious associated with Mm. how it manipulates each of these other two entities' stories. Because Mm -hmm. there is a kind of, if there is anything existential, and you do return to sense sense experience, like things that occur, you know, burning yourself, etc., but there are things that occur, there are sense experience, but they're very quickly absorbed and manipulated into the story. Well, yeah, yeah. And what I think is interesting about death is, without question, it's absorbed and manipulated into the story, but it has a different kind of referential element. I mean, even in cases of, like, extreme <laughs> religious <laughs> yeah. fanatics, where they think that they're going on to be, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've been martyred and they're going to hang out with the 70 or so virgins yeah, that they've yeah. been promised there's still an existential occurrence around a dead body.
1: Well, you know, I've just been actually for the last month or so mm-hmm. been rereading Wittgenstein's mm-hmm. Philosophical Investigations Certainly. and and the part I'm reading right now he's talking quite a bit about reference for nouns when there isn't any reference anymore, like Certainly. a person who died. Exactly. And how do these how do these references in language What is their relationship? And what is it that language is doing in a case like that? You know, it's fascinating stuff.
0: (laughs) And As as a student who read Wittgenstein, maybe my analysis here is... But I think it's interesting to look at certain extremes as a means of reconstructing. Because, I mean, you were very strong to deny that there is Estonian ethic. You were very strong to deny that there's a Gendo ethic that can come through...
1: Well, you're talking about morality, I think, that we talked about. We weren't talking about death. At least I wasn't talking about death specifically in that question.
0: Well, I, I thought think... thought you asked about, is there Estonian ethics? I, I think that's what I... But my perspective is your initial... In fact, your response up until now yeah. has been not specifically, but as an individual, yeah. you have a concept of ethics that you can, you know, enact and yeah, feel sure. comforted yeah. by...
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't, no, I didn't, I don't think I talked about being comforted by it, but I mean, when the, when the situation arises, mm. I act. Hm. Mm. You know, from some place. Yes. I have no idea. I mean, I can make up a story as to why. Yes. But I don't think that's gonna
0: make it any clearer. But creating an ethics around. Ah, uh, coming up with a story? Well, not necessarily coming up with a story, but at least looking at what, for example, you know, the internal narrative plus the five stupidities can mean some kind of, uh, well, you're creating a methodology for which people can, can be, use, use analytical techniques. For you know, the
1: I, I just posted this thing, uh, by Crowley. You know, mm-hmm. you've, you're familiar with probably, uh, do I do that- it
0: slightly differently, but we can move on from that.
1: Okay. Anyway, you know, you <laughs> prefer Crowley, I suppose. Maybe. Okay. Well,
0: anyway, <laughs>
1: I prefer Crowley. Yes. So, um, Anyway, his famous saying, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Mm. And uh, that's a bold fucking statement, yeah. you know. And, and somehow I really resonate with that. I, I kind of – it's scary, <laughs> you know. I mean it, it really is sort of scary. Mm. But, you know, I mean I got to admit that every fucking thing we come up with is just shit we come up with. Mm. There's no escaping that, it seems to me. Mm. Any idea we have is some fucking idea in language, mostly, that we've somehow come to and then imagined that it has some connection to some imagined external reality or Mm. whatever. And I just don't see any way around this shit. You know, that's it. There, morality is, is a relative thing. It's 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 what you pick up in your in culture and environment, how to behave, under what circumstances, and that's really the end of it.
0: But turning it perhaps from this abstract mortality of others, certainly a central part of the things that we've discussed, which we've even discussed <laughs> this evening, is this notion that one should have control over one's own death. If possible. Ah, well, that sounds like a good idea to me. So, from that, can we take the existing body of Stonian work Mm -hmm. and construct that in a way which that is intelligible?
1: I don't, okay, yeah. I just don't see a need for that. why, Why does it need to be intelligible?
0: Because what does that even mean to be intelligible? <laughs> well, this is where it gets very interesting, which is why I'm I'm passing some of the responsibility onto you to watch <laughs> well, so, between so these So, what points. does it
1: mean to make it intelligible? You mean to so that more people would get so you, that idea and this, act on it or something? You have this
0: vision of the future. Ah, yes, which we're going to talk to <laughs> as well, because I have a very curious counterposition to that. Yeah, where. Your vision of the future, I guess, is somewhat removed from a lot of the stuff that you discuss, aside from the fact that when people remove themselves from, well, when they appreciate and then distance themselves through a series of processes from their language monkey ancestry, they will be in a different, like, it will basically have a social revolution. Yeah, yeah, I I would think think
1: that anything, any opinions I have, any opinions the caterpillar has about the life of the butterfly Mm. are probably kind of silly. So, I mean, I can imagine all sorts of possibilities for the yes. future, but I'm, I see myself as a sort of transitional figure, you know, to <laughs> try and move us along a little bit. Yeah. What they're going to do, you know, if they if we could grow up a generation of people who actually were not entranced by the voice in their head, yeah.
0: um, I'd be quite happy to leave it at that. Well, you're sounding a lot more like me now, which is a bit of a concern. Maybe I talk to you too much, Harry. Maybe we should have, talk only once a month so
1: you can <laughs> maintain... Well, no, I don't think. See, I don't, I don't see this as any. I uh, maybe you have touched on it in a way that, but this is not a, a new idea to me. Certainly, um, I mean, so I, I don't,
0: previously when we've talked, I have taken the line that you are taking now, and I probably argued against it. Yes. Well, that's yes, my job. Certainly.
1: I'm really good at that. Very right. good. <laughs> You don't expect me to believe all this
0: shit. No, I think coherence is completely (laughs) secondary here and actually should probably influence our listeners even even more to discard their previous stories because Aaron does it on a weekly basis, folks. Through the week, probably, well, probably through last week and then earlier this week, every possible piece of media that I could access associated with Google News was pointing me towards HBO to watch a program called The Jinx.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that guy yes. that killed, apparently, somebody. Yeah, right.
0: Well, he he got acquitted it. from, yeah. even though he said he killed him, and then there might be others as well. Yeah, yeah. What I found particularly curious of leading into this is the notion that the media, for purely self-serving terms, I mean, I think <laughs> most of the media was actually associated with destroying HBO's like sovereignty associated with this information. The HBO piece, which I watched, having been told to watch from a number of sources, was absolutely fascinating because it was made by a filmmaker and there's a growing, there's a growing idea that keeps kind of bouncing off me from a variety of folk that actually there's a considerable brain trust in, uh, the media, uh, oh, yeah. that, um, could actually be harnessed for a lot of the stuff oh, that you and a- I discussed.
1: Everything is yeah. out there and available. It's yeah. just about making personal connections at this point. One of these up
0: ideas, with- which I was very yeah. sympathetic to, having known people or having known a person who worked on The Simpsons and also having known people that worked at CERN,
1: I think you'll see even more of this in the future. Without I mean question. You're going to make more and more connections and see. I see it everywhere, you yes. know, the stuff that, that I never heard. I, I, I'm seeing in, from all sorts of sources yeah. that I never would have thought, you know. But,
0: in, returning to this idea is the notion that I think it was not the Higgs boson. It was some other um, antimatter particle or something. I should have probably gotten the details. It was first predicted <laughs> right. by the Simpsons formulaically. <laughs> And this was actually an article where the mathematics was pretty close to being identical of what Homer Simpson scrawled (laughs) on a chalkboard nine (laughs) years ago versus what the mathematicians at CERN finally came up with. Having known people that have worked at at CERN and having known a person who worked at the Simpsons, I've got to say, I actually think the Simpsons people are probably smarter than the CERN people. (laughs) <laughs> and for a variety of reasons, well, there's because, different kinds of intelligence. Well, this is where it gets interesting, right? Yes, there is an intelligence where you kind of refine down a problem, but well, a there lot are of different the stuff, kinds. Well, yeah. the survival aspect of intelligence is the thing that is always interesting. Well, but that's always, but that's changed now. Yeah. See, that's
1: the thing. It's it, it was quite survival was a very different issue ten thousand years yes, ago. But it's
0: the kind of survival intelligence, I guess. Where yeah. I mean, certainly. Yeah. I don't find myself being inspired, and this again returns to your whole notion of we're waiting for a paradigm change in science. Like we're overdue a paradigm yeah, change, yeah, right? Yeah. Probably shouldn't. Well, we're two not in the overdue. It's just years.
1: it's time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? No,
1: I, I actually take the view that we're overdue. Well, how, see, I take the view that it's impossible for anything to be overdue. Stuff happens when it
0: happens. Well, that's very curious, but certainly stuff happens with a certain degree of rapidity, and if you if you follow. Uh, our I'd good like friend Robert go Anton Wilson. The jumping Jesus is <laughs> pointing one direction, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, and, and, but again, well, again, I don't see any need to say uh, it's... It, I, no, I no, I'm just, just sort of going with part, it. Because that, I don't think about not pushing the river. Certainly. You
0: know? <laughs> but I think science has been seduced and colluded by various kind of capitalistic intentions in the okay. past 30, 40, 50 years. Oh, of course,
1: years. science is um, yeah. it's still the best thing we got, but... Well, that as good as it could be. That's
0: where it gets very interesting, because certainly, certainly if you want to look for paradigm shifts, there are a variety of things other than science that have done this. Well, and here Buddhism is a good place <laughs> to look for a few things. The paradigm shifts, yes. Anyway, having watched The Jinx, I can thoroughly recommend it for the Stone Ape listeners. If nothing uh-huh. more that you get How to see. How long is it? It's five episodes. I'm not sure how long each episode... Actually, it's six episodes, I stand corrected. This is a considerable uh, investment. So, we spent... We we could have done it in two evenings, but we did it in three evenings to keep it civilized. Yeah. And, um... You are viewing a very particular kind of language monkey here and
1: what's really- And this is all about this I mean this is basically yeah. a documentary about this guy about it's, his life right What's
0: interesting is it's a combination of a series of interviews with people plus reenactments plus actually okay. two interviews with the fellow himself
1: And it was leading up to uh, I mean did the filmmakers have an agenda or uh, to, from the beginning so the or
0: story or- is that the fellow who, the fellow made a film, and I can't think of the film. The name. fellow, the guy. The, the, the yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. Made a film associated with this fellow's wife, first wife's murder. And having done the film and done all the publicity, he was actually contacted by the fellow, whose name is Robert Durst. Yeah. And the- Robert Durst said, why don't you interview me? Because you've, you know, you've created this thing that's m- mildly about me. Why don't you interview me?
1: Well, how could he turn that down? Certainly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And through the process, actually, he begins to appreciate that there are a series of flaws in the law that means that, firstly, detectives' motivation, which is a very curious thing, but something that I've certainly reflected on the more that I read about the law, has um, created a series of problems that, um, through narrative form, can be resolved as, as described in this documentary. And it's curious because it's not like—I mean, there are forms where you know they have forty-five minutes because of advertising to talk about a particular murder mystery, and that seems to be the standard television form. There are—the um, Thin Red Line, I think, is a good example of this. There are films that also. I mean, the movie on. *The yes, Thin Red yes. Line*.
1: Malick film. Yes,
0: which is beautiful. I love that
1: film. I thought that was one of the best films I've seen. Without question. Ever. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, I saw it as a boy of 13, and I think it seriously affected me. And I've seen it more recently, too, and it stands up. Oh, it does, yeah. 25 years old now.
1: Yeah. It was a little less I I have watched it twice. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was less mystical for me the, the second time.
0: Oh, it was still as mystical for me but 20 my, my brain had done a lot of work between when I first watched it and when I second my second watching. Yeah. I think if you also have to take it in reverence in terms of the fact that a lot has gone in in the past 25 years oh, yeah, the world narrative and yeah, description yeah. and you realize that actually that film Affected a lot of these things a lot of other filmmakers yeah honestly, and television yeah. and the way yeah. the way in which innocence within um corruption is portrayed in actually a very gentle and easing fashion it's not done in such a way where you feel like you need to take up arms and basically yeah. you know take over you know take huh. over the judicial system no
1: you just need to fucking wake up
0: exactly. <laughs> And I think that's a very interesting thing. The nature of um, the jinx is, again, similarly easing narrative. And the filmmaker makes the point that he actually gets on very well with this, uh you know, Bob Durst yeah. fella. The curious thing about Bob Durst is that he talks to himself. And when you're a <laughs> Unlike the
1: rest of us, he just hasn't learned to keep his mouth yes, shut. Yes, <laughs> which is very curious <laughs> yeah. when he
0: has the kinds of conversations that he has with himself.
1: yeah. And, and they've, and he's gone. And they really, and you think that that's just his, I mean, that's not a put
0: on at all, you think? It's, uh. Maybe he wants to incriminate himself. I mean, I don't know. It was, it was all, it, I think it's well worth watching if people yeah. just like language monkeys as yeah, like a no, curiosity. Yeah, no, know, no an anthropological yeah, that, yeah, As yeah. an
1: anthropological document, yeah. it could very well be quite interesting. So here's how yeah, it he's relates. He's a sort of paradigm example yeah. of
0: a language monkey. In here's something. how it relates to Stone Age. He is someone who is independently wealthy. His family, even after he distanced himself from his family, gave him $2 million a year stipend in order to live. Oh, he that- was, in 2006, able to get a lump sum, I think, of $60 million from them. <laughs> so they wouldn't keep paying him. But as he got more and more eccentric and after, you know, various kind of murder... Yeah, I just pay another. this guy off exactly. and get rid of him. Yes. <laughs> because the notion that there was still so an ongoing I, you, I financial connection. for $60 million. Yeah, Sounds quite comfortable. <laughs> so here's where it gets curious. The perspective that, um, or a perspective, that when people do not have to work, do not have to devote their time, to, uh, you know, drudgery in <laughs> they, order there's to. There's all earn sorts a crust. of other things they exactly. Can do. Exactly. Yes. And maybe, although we've talked very, uh, candidly associated with art and sport, what doesn't stop some of this, you know, mental energy oh, yeah, concerning yeah. itself with, uh, killing other humans?
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Well, but, but it, you know, again, you can, there are going to be some, lo- you have to have some laws. I mean, you can't, that ain't going to fly. So, um, you know, I'm. <laughs> See, I would imagine that's largely a problem of brain – I mean, serious brain damage done to a child to well, begin with. And in, be a, a in a, in a reasonable the a, a world, um, the, there may occur things like that once yeah. in a while. But I would think they'd be extremely rare mm. and relatively easy to uh, identify and, and deal with. Yes, you know? But, I mean, you're right – that kind of shit ain't, well, never mind. I'll just
0: I mean, there's, there's a common kind of slash stoner slash parlor game, slash here being a good word to use, where, you know, you ask someone if you could get away with killing someone yeah, yeah. with no repercussions, no one ever found out, yeah, if yeah. you just were able to do it, would you do it? And if so, who? And if so, why? Yeah, yeah. And I think those kind of discussions exist because probably more than you would want to admit within the general population of language monkeys have at one time or another, and you've already talked quite candidly about your own experience here, um, you know, made the decision that, uh, you know, they, they're capable of killing and quite frankly, they do it. Yeah, given a certain degree of constraints, normally which don't apply.
1: That's just sort of part of physical reality. Well, that's that's...
0: interesting because you said initially that this was associated with a very tiny minority and a particular kind of pathology. But given a certain degree Uh, of freedom, do you think that number would increase?
1: I don't see why. I I would think it would. uh, Yeah, I I see it as a you know basically a reaction to a sick upbringing. Okay. It's just a a, a a symptom of our culture, mm. so and in, in a reasonable of- culture. I mean, again, I, I can see that might that kind of thing could happen occasionally, mm.
0: but I would expect it to be very rare. But in terms of your reaction with your neighbors, for example, where you went yeah. in there with that mentality, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that. So that is a symptom of a sick society. That's that's what you're saying. Qu- in that
1: circumstance. Um, no, not well. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to. Th- Think about that a little bit. Um, at the, again, see, that's why I say, you know, ethics is something that shows up in real life. And then when you start trying to justify it or talk about it, it gets muddy as hell. Oh, yeah. It's real simple. You know, it, it's just, it's not a, it's not philosophically, uh, you know, sophisticated or anything. It's just sometimes it's time to act in certain ways. And then afterwards you can make up a story about it. Hmm. You know, if you want. Mm. But at the time, it's not, it's just not like that. Mm -hmm. You know? At least not for me.
0: Yeah. I've reflected heavily on the notion of striking people, like coming to blows. Yeah. In particular, with regards to women. Because. You mean of of hitting a woman? Yes. Yeah. Because physical violence was very much part of my childhood. In Uh fact, it was my Uh bread and butter. And. The nature of violence against men, women, children, didn't really mm. matter, was omnipresent. Yeah, because
1: everybody's beating everybody
0: up. Constant yeah. threat of violence, constantly <laughs> yeah. there, always... Oh, uh, yeah. You know. Oh, you
1: are one sick language monkey then. Yeah.
0: And, no, I mean, the nature of going to school with bruising and split heads and, yeah, you know, yeah, facial yeah. bruises no, and all no, this kind of stuff up. is, yeah. you know... That's fucked part up. ...part of a repertoire, and I have huh. never considered any of that in my existence, legitimate. In fact, yeah. it's a very curious thing that I still occasionally hear of people of my generation, and it really disgusts me. We're on a really kind of fundamental, visceral level that people would use the excuse associated with, you know, childhoods and these kind of things. Yeah. Because I think ultimately, and this is ulti- probably why I'm sympath- more sympathetic than most associated with some of these Stonian doctrines, is the notion that you actually have a remarkable degree of control over your own story.
1: Well, and you can. Yes. Have, but see, that's the issue is why is it that some people somehow get, the, it's like, it's really almost like grace. Mm. If, if Alan Watts hadn't been on that rack, <laughs> you know, I mean, why is it that some people wake up to these things and start questioning them and the vast majority don't?
0: Mm. Why? Mm. Well, it's interesting because I think, we and we are told a story. I mean, it's. Interesting. I was told that story too. Yeah, no, I was. Believe me, we all were. <laughs> <laughs> I was told far worse stories than the stuff yeah, that you've yeah, come up yeah, with, yeah.
2: You know?
1: Yeah. So, yes, I think. Well, and you were given more contradictions too, probably. You, to you like- know, I mean, you were given a yeah a story that vastly differed from the physical reality, probably more so than me. Yes. Mine yes. was just boring. In all ways, in all ways.
0: But no, it's it's strikes, and it's interesting actually because when I think of the conversations that I have with both my parents, the ability to avoid time and avoid a wide variety of things actually relates to these experiences, and I have to be sympathetic to that. I was talking to my um, well, their brain damage language question. You know, also, I mean, yeah. nobody to blame. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm very sympathetic to it. That's the thing yeah, that I yeah. actually appreciate. You want to be helpful, actually, fundamental level at a distance. But yes, <laughs> well, yeah, if you can be helpful, if
1: they, can, yes. if you can help people get some distance from their stories and take yes. a look at
0: it, that I think is a good thing to do in the world. Yes, but it is a curious thing that um, you know we. <laughs> How do we teach people that they have the ability to change their own story? Yeah. Well, first, they
1: have to see it as a story. Yes. You know, I mean, that's why I keep posting that same thing over and over again. The voice in your head is not something you are doing. Yes. It's something happening to you. And I, I post it at least once a week. Mm. And uh, once people get over the weirdness of the thing, you know, maybe the 30th time they've read it, uh, yeah. who knows what could happen. Yes.
0: Yes. I have a favourite graph that I occasionally post amidst... And truth be told, I only... Well, I typically only do this amongst language monkeys who I feel might be able to understand what the graph is actually saying. I've talked about this previously on StoneAp, I'll talk about it again. In the last presidential election, there were two candidates put up by the two major parties. And there's a thing called the political compass, which is mm-hmm, yeah. a grid of 20 by 20. So there are 400 possible squares. In the last election both presidential candidates put up by the two main political parties were in the same square. The perception of difference in <laughs> out the of US the twenty. Out of the four hundred possible I mean 400, squares yeah, they yeah. could be in, yeah, they uh, were in yeah. the same square. Yeah. yeah. QED How interesting. QED, <laughs> if you like hearing what they say and you like joining in with what they say, then there's a lot to be said. But if you look at their actions, they're the same thing. Yeah. And I've started posting it periodically. Where the most people show up in these analyses? All over the place. But typically, funnily enough, even the most extreme people that claim the most authoritarian right-wing allegiances will typically be authoritarian left when they're actually surveyed. It's very (laughs) difficult to get even halfway to these two individuals that ran in the presidential elections in 2012. It's actually astonishing that people still get sucked into this. I mean, the point that I made in oh, one like, of the posts today. It's, I, a,
1: it's did, the best racket anybody ever invented, man. You know, the fact
0: that people communicate on Facebook, Facebook should be the electoral system. I, well, I mean, the, the I, technology I, I, behind Facebook yeah. could completely no, no, eliminate absolutely. this yeah. thing. No,
1: you're absolutely right. But see, the whole idea of electing other people and making them responsible rather than getting yes. involved yourself yeah. and using some sort of software to. Uh, assist people to get together and make decisions about how things are going to mm. get done. Mm. Um, that's what I see as this future thing we're moving to.
0: Is Yes. Uh, you'd hope so. I,
1: yeah, we've talked about this,
0: yes. So occasionally I inject myself amongst the language monkeys just to post that link and then occasionally write some words of wisdom following. And what strikes me, and we've talked about this previously when I've done this with regards to other things, most notably net neutrality is that a couple of the participants will typically understand, and then the remaining participants will just ignore it. Like, hey, it's not really... He's not using the word Democrat or Republican, so, hey, we can't sling mud at him, so let's keep slinging mud at each other. You know? (laughs) And I think this is where it gets interesting associated with... Clearly, there's a group of the population that just doesn't want to change their story. Like, clearly... No, most people at this point. Well, they they want to refine their story. Their story includes a vision of the future. My perspective is actually that probably these numbers that would be sympathetic to what we're saying are probably getting larger. I mean, certainly oh, I, the I numbers absolutely. who are affiliating with regards to the two political parties are getting smaller dramatically every election. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We are. Yeah. I, although I still think we're way ahead of the curve. A, nice. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. It, I think we're on the right wave. Yeah. But it, you know. It, but it's only going to get better yeah. <laughs> you know but but right now uh, most people aren't quite pushed hard enough to to they've all got these feelings and these recognitions going on but they're not strong enough to get past their inertia because mm. things just aren't that bad yet mm. <laughs> you know but as as things progress over the next decade or two i would imagine there're going to be a large number of people who these things that have been floating around under the surface start to bubble up. Hmm. And that's when uh, the stone ape takes over. <laughs> so
0: before before Wicket's passing, I sent out 51 postcards to a street nearby my street. Every resident on that street in my area uh-huh. uh, who was not on nextdoor.com because I feel that Nextdoor is probably one of the better ways to actually organize people yeah. in the way that interests me. I've not yet seen any uptake from that. I have another... What did did you
1: give them? An email address or a phone number? No, what I did was I
0: gave them a thing saying, get on Nextdoor because... And I used... Unfortunately, I used Nextdoor's copy this time. Next time, I'm not going to use Nextdoor's copy. I'm going to use my own copy. Yeah. And have a picture of a... A mask wearing man stealing a package from my front porch because I think that's considerably more emotive than my <laughs> mug and a map of the area and some discussion yeah, yeah, associated yeah. with next door. Um, however, it's an interesting test case. Well, I like that idea. <laughs> I want to know how many people out of those 51 we'll actually join next yeah. door based on this post when did you send this out uh I sent it out i think monday maybe tuesday actually okay. it was tuesday all right, all right. So, so so yeah It should have it should start and how before. will
1: you know if anybody is because when is people join
0: next door i'll know that they're joining and they're on 8th street and probably there's a high probability that they did it, and I can approach them afterwards yeah. saying, did you join based yeah. on the postcard? Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah. Now,
0: I have relatively low standards. My assumption is maybe I would get two or three out of the people who yeah, I sent that the Yeah, sounds about to. right. <laughs> uh, but I am hoping to at least feel that degree of signal associated with this approach. Yeah. I have yeah. another hundred or so cards. The next target I'm going to try is my own street. Uh, to see if I can get people to join up, but it took me an amount of time. I didn't. And you may have
1: to, yeah, this may take a a year. This could take. Certainly. It take five years. Well,
0: certainly what I'm going to do is actually present it to the. Uh, and you need to keep rep- uh, presenting it to them certainly. over and over again. Yeah. That's
1: the way advertising works.
0: The other thing that I wanted to do was collect both the crime and the police response statistics, which I need to get back in contact with those persons. They'll about.
1: actually give you
0: that? Well, apparently that's publicly accessible, but I've tried. They'll yeah, probably an put as
1: many barriers in. as they can. Yes.
0: Well, I have already. <laughs> and believe me, I'm used to working against barriers, and I will certainly work around yeah, those barriers yeah. cool good. but it is interesting moving from being a um, pundit or a hypothesis to actually trying to enact this kind oh of change yeah in well local good area. luck man yeah
1: yes. yeah well see i'm one of the things that ha- has occurred to me just recently is uh, i'm going to start some meetup groups mm. uh mm. because it's a relatively simple way to get other people to pay for getting people uh, who are interested in these ideas in front of me.
0: Well, the interesting thing with Meetup is that it's moving forward quickly to a everyone who turns up throws five bucks into a hat kind yeah. of
1: yeah. Well, well, I don't even care about that. It's not. It's, it's well, you won't
0: care about that because they'll start raising your fees associated with being. You well, see, if, if you organize they, an event, they charge you fees.
1: Well, whatever. I'll, I'll deal with that. It's. It's not. It's not. It's. It's trivial to be get to get started if if it takes off then you know we'll have to look at what else to do with it but Mm. i mean it's like 10 bucks for three meetups i guess no
0: it's uh for for me they started me at 45 and then they moved me to 70 for three meetups they raised they double the price almost instantly on your Heron.
1: Really? That's interesting because, I mean, I do, the prices – okay, they're quoting me very different. I guess it's because I'm new or something. Yes. They're, yeah, okay. <laughs> Once you well, have an established group – is good enough. I mean, a, a month or two should tell me whether there's anybody who's interested in this shit. Hmm. You know, that's all I need. I, hmm. This is just a test. It's a way to see if there are people out there. And with three groups, I can put, point it at parents, scientists, and philosophers. Yes. You know, and uh, and see if anybody's shows up, and if and if people do and respond positively, then I'll consider whatever uh, they, they have. But if not, Where would then you I meet? Can, oh, at a at a restaurant. There's a, um, a coffee, tea, and me place that has a really nice outdoor patio mm-hmm. close to here. That would be a good place. There's all sorts of places to meet.
0: Hmm. Yeah, my experience with Meetup was. Well, there were a number of complexities associated with my experience with Meetup. The first complexity was for the first event, roughly 70 people signed up and about 40 people showed up.
1: Shit, that's pretty good.
0: And Meetup had basic, I guess, moved me into a different sphere associated with their fee policies based on that.
1: Yeah, I think they have up to fifty members is one price and then it goes up if it's more than Yeah. 50 and the or other something. experience
0: yeah. that I had with Meetup was that they didn't do well look, the proposition was difficult anyway. I was holding an event in an evening and also releasing the audio following. So for folks who wanted to come down to the South Bay to experience this one time and ask a series of questions, that was very useful. For folks who wanted to come down regularly became more you know, problematic, and the other thing was that the quality of the speakers wavered, and that also caused a dramatic decrease in folks who were speaking, uh, when folks were turning up as well. The other thing was that it organizationally, it didn't have the same positivity that I get through podcast recording because I'm currently in my pajamas talking to you, you know, and I had to stay at work and wait for a period of time to a point where people had agreed this yeah, is to Yeah. The and ideal you're doing time, a
1: whole and, different kind of thing yeah, than I'm doing certain, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Although, as has been historically noted, no one would come to this kind of stuff. Actually, initially, at least, a number of folks did show up, perhaps because of the area that I'm in, in order to talk about this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that you got such a large response. Yeah. Actually,
0: a large part of it could be the fact that I think initially we didn't have uh, Bruce Damer. We had Kevin O'Connor, A.K.A. KMO, and Larry Yeager. Both Kevin and Larry, in fact, almost all the speakers aside from Bruce Damer, following I've basically distanced myself from, and a wide variety of, for a wide variety of reasons. But mainly because I don't see. These people as part of either a current or a future narrative for me, but also very few of them continued to support the ongoing series. Like they came and gave their talks and left, basically. In case of KMO. Well, there are some, there the are most the pe- most
1: people out there in the world are not are, are just doing something that doesn't. It's just doesn't affect me, you know. It's just Certainly. it's just has nothing to do with me. I'm glad they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, in my experience doing this over the internet, historically, it had been considerably more successful associated with getting kind of continued contributors. Well, that worked. No, I'm doing this specifically
1: because I want to – I like public speaking mm. i mean I'm, I'm i think i'm relatively good at it mm. i mean i like being in front of a group of people and dealing with them mm-hmm. and um and i want to see and i did that for a while you know maybe 35 Certainly. years yeah. ago and i haven't done it much since then yeah. and uh but you know and i'm thinking i, I want to see how it goes in person with a group of people i want to see if my well i want to see if they Get what I'm talking I about. I mean,
0: you've attended a few meetups in the past couple yeah. of years, based on other people's ideas and yeah, topics, yeah. and I think this is yeah. probably, you know, moving you in a direction to actually host your own meet.
1: Yeah, well, first. that's what that's what I'm going to do. You yeah. know, I mean, it's perfect. You know, and it's simple. I'm not in any hurry, but I imagine in the next month or so, the thing is, I need to formulate. I need to do some background for. I want to if if people do respond to it, because I want to. What I'm thinking about doing is using uh, Teamspeak. Yeah. Uh, as a there's a sort of additional training sort of thing that I can charge for, you know, that these meetups will be free and we can talk about anything and I can teach stuff or whatever they want, actually, or I'll find out. But if they want to participate on a, on a sort of official basis, then we can use it through TeamSpeak and I need to have a curriculum ready. So
0: in this circumstance, are you looking to find like-minded others or are you looking to be, for want of a better term, and no doubt you might take offense this term, are you looking to be a guru that people will come and study under? Uh,
1: I don't think we need the word guru. I, okay. I, I'm going to
0: put myself out as a teacher. Okay, well, okay, someone who you're going to, who people are going to come and learn from.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I'm interested. It's not just that because I'm interested because I know there are other people out there who've been thinking about language too.
0: Totally. So
1: it's but really. I, I, I see it as to, sort of a graduate course. But no, this is going to be a meetup
0: that could be attended by you know people who 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 may be more intellectually aggressive than you are and who could i mean what happens and i've had this i mean oh, i've had this happen with with th- these are in gendo the meetups true but what happens if you have someone turn up yeah. who has the view that they actually understand more about gendo than you do
1: well then, I'll tell them to go start their own fucking uh, meetup, and they'd be, be happy to do that. But uh, this is my meetup, and this is what we're, we're here to talk about—my
0: ideas, not yours. We've talked historically <laughs> associated with these kind of problems when you oh, do actually, yeah. and I mean you've encountered this when you did, you know, Teamspeak and Skype and other things. Oh yeah, yeah. Occasionally, you had folks. I think I can come. handle
1: that. Now I've had yeah. trouble handling that in yeah. the past uh, because a couple of people are. People can be real tricky. I mean it's sort of <laughs> they can suck your you in truff. and then jump on you yes. you know the minute they find what they were looking for you yes. know so um but I again I've ha- I've been through that a few times and I think I can deal I think I can deal with that shit mm. I can I'm f- pretty good at sizing people up and actually when they walk in a door I mean I I can be wrong but but uh I I can usually tell you know who who's you know Going to be a problem if they're there for, on their agenda to, you know, or whether they're there because they might be interested in the subject, mm. you know. Yeah. But I mean, I could I could be wrong too. Yeah. Anyway, I want to put myself in that position. Definitely. I want to yeah. see. No,
0: it's a good learning experience. No yeah. matter I, what
1: happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't lose. You yeah. know, it's perfect. You know. Uh,
0: the success that I had with Meetup was mainly due to the keywords that I used. Yeah. And what I did was actually search for. What I didn't want to do was actually to borrow a bunch of people from an existing meetup. I wanted to actually survey a large group of people yeah. who hadn't, had been poorly catered to previously by meetup. A number of the people who came to the early Conscious in the Cloud talks were people who had terms that they'd put into meetup. For five years, they've been there for five years and not had the opportunity to come and talk about it. And well, I mean, comes- let me ask you a question, yeah.
1: because when I, I've been exp- exploring, uh, mm-hmm. Meetup just a little bit recently, mm-hmm. you know, and started to make a group. I haven't finished mm-hmm. any of them, but, uh, it seems like, like I, there isn't even a category for language.
0: Yes. Well, that's, that's where you, you know, you find these niches. That are not currently, that are there aren't currently groups associated with But how with do you,
1: what do you do when, when, when there isn't even a category for what you want to talk about? Well, I don't, there's all these new age unfortunately, shit. Unfortunately, you know, I
0: canceled my, my meetup membership. I completely distanced myself yeah. from meetup. Uh, however, what I recall doing is creating a list of, I think probably 10, could have been a dozen words or mm-hmm. a series of words and just putting them in to see how many groups already existed in the Bay Area. And if there were, I think for two or three of the words, there were half a dozen groups, and I immediately said, okay, I'm not going to use those keywords... But you need to move outside your comfort zone, associated with what you think you're trying to do through. Well, this. well I realize that yeah. if I
1: don't have, if I can't make up my own words to put in there, so if I have to
0: use their words, you don't have then, to use their words. But the, well,
1: uh, I didn't see any option.
0: Well, I what I did was I used my own words to see which overlapped onto their words. Maybe I did. I can't actually. It was done more than two years ago. I can't actually recall yeah. if I eliminated my words that didn't exist as their words. But I think what struck me was the number of people had put in words that hadn't had any meetups associated with them for a long period of time. And they were actually the words that overlapped onto what I was doing with Conscious in the Cloud. And hence I got the audience from doing what I did.
1: Well, when the time comes, uh, I I will consult you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My interest was actually to translate people. And I certainly asked this explicitly into listening to this podcast and potentially listening to Biota. Um, and what I found curious through meetups was that a lot of people were consuming the audio as I posted it through the meetup page, but very few were actually coming to the broader bodies of yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't. Well, getting... there's no need for them
1: to do that mm-hmm. in, in the, in the case of what you're doing. You know, I mean, for my thing, uh, it, that's in the no, beginning, anyway. That's that, all there is going to
0: be is what's going on when they come to see me. Well, yeah. But I mean, my perspective is actually referentially. Uh, there's certainly, I mean, I have a body of work that enables people to go back and when we talked to Larry Yeager, for example, in the lead up to Larry Yeager's talk, I had probably four hours worth of interviews taken over two years with Larry Yeager that I was able to kind of hook people up to. So they got a sense of who Larry Yeager was if they were interested in spending the time listening to the audio. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting when you have a body of work that's relatively broad that can allow people to do uh, this see,
1: well again in my case I, people are coming to this cold they don't know who I am or anything there is no body of work well you know, you've there's just something a, there, right well no but well I can put a link to something there but I mean basically they're just going to get a notice in their email about a group you know and then they're going to read the description of the group and that's all they're going to know yeah they're they're either going to think, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what that's all about, mm. or they're not. And all I want to do is just get as many people in front of me as possible. Well, and hopefully people who are more or less ready for this kind of shit. But, but uh, I mean, like I say, I started taking this idea of using their categories, mm. although I thought they were absolutely absurd. Apparently, those are the categories that most people think are meaningful.
0: Well, again, returning to, that may be the case, but there may not be actual meetups catering to those people. I mean, when you find the words that people seem to be putting into these categories, and then you actually search for meetups relating to those words, you can see very quickly that there are niches to be filled there.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Well, uh, yeah, well, see,
1: I've only been through this once, so my my memory isn't really good about this. But, I mean, when I start a group, I end up at this page that's got a bunch of um what do you call as pop-up menus, mm-hmm. you know, that that have all these categories. Yeah. And in various, you know, and then subcategories. So they got health and, and certainly. spirituality. Yeah, and, certainly. and then under that there's a bunch of things. Yeah. But that's those are the only options I could see for and I'm supposed to pick twelve of them or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. My, you know, my recollection is actually yes, I did go through this process, but I also, in parallel to this, because you could have other windows open Search for these terms to see if there are existing groups associated uh-huh. with the terms.
1: Okay. I was just shocked that there wasn't a group, that, that the term language wasn't in there. I just, I, I, Well, the problem are, with the term uh,
0: language is it's overloaded. It has so well, it could many mean meanings. All s- yeah, that's exactly. right. That's why you need subcategories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, you know, I guess, but this is associated, like I say, I've kind of distanced myself from meetup.com because I think ultimately... Yeah. It had the same problems that I associate with the open source site SourceForge, that their whole model associated with making money was associated with making money as things got more popular, <laughs> which meant oh, yeah. that it was almost self-defeating because you would then, I mean, I'm not interested in handing around a hat at any time. It's kind of offensive for me to do that, particularly at Netflix. It's just like, you yeah. know, I'm paid a bucket. Yeah. of money. Why should I be handing around a hat? Why yeah. should Meetup yeah. be soliciting well, me there, to do I, that? I, well,
1: see, but there's, I think there's a way to do that. But, uh, again, see, I'm, I haven't found that way. But, I mean, mm. that's that's part of what I'm assuming. I'm going to find a way to get people to pay, for, you know, to carry their weight on this shit mm. uh, that I can live with. I haven't found that way yet.
0: If people go back to probably the early teens to early 20s of the Stone Ape catalog, They will see us exploring the notion of Google Ads. I think it was Google, or maybe it was Facebook Ads. I think it was Facebook Ads. Oh, it was Facebook Ads. ads. Yeah, it was Facebook Ads. And through that, I found it very curious the language that you used, firstly, to define Gendo to the broadest possible audience, but also as a means of enticing people to click on a Gendo link. Mm Mm-hmm. This and was
1: some time ago, too. I think my my pitch has changed since Oh, then. without
0: question. In fact, it's, it's very curious to watch the pitch evolve. In large part, <laughs> what I find particularly, um, I don't know, I, I feel like a proud parent in some of this stuff. Yeah, right?
1: well, because obviously you've had a major impact on <laughs> uh, my thinking about all this stuff.
0: The thing is that I'm currently post-meetup, but I do see... I do see meetup as being very useful to get an initial group together. And if you yeah. can continue to motivate that group, so much the better.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think, it, well, that's the, what it's a test of. Is, are there a sufficient number of people out there that are really ready to take this and do something with it? You know, I mean, a lot of people say, Oh yeah, that's cool. And they get it, but they're not going to actually commit any amount of time in their life to pursuing, uh, the study of it.
0: Let so me that's take a the step question. back here. A group of folks that would, and certainly I find this with my stuff as well, so I'm, I'm coming to this perhaps from personal experience, but also through shared experience from doing Stone A certain group of folk come to this body of work with the view that they have, um, let's use the term cynicism. Cynicism may not be the right term. We might find the right cynicism term.
1: Cynicism or synergy? Cynicism. Cynicism associated
0: okay. with what is told skepticism to them. isn't good enough for you. You no, gotta have cynicism. No, then let's work with cynicism, <laughs> and this is an important okay. fact right. cynicism associated with what the, the bill of goods that they're sold as.
1: Yeah, bigger okay, reality. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: And sure. they come to our collective work, maybe sometimes yeah. more your work than mine, sometimes more my work than yours. With the view that we offer a panacea to this. the <laughs> then problem, they have listened very much. The problem, <laughs> without question, but that doesn't stop people from coming, right? Well,
1: yeah, fine, so, cool. so the
0: problem that I find but- here, and I'm not just singling out a variety of listeners, <laughs> the, the problem that I find here is that cynicism is the wrong kind of emotion to approach this body of work. But it does gather a group of people together many of whom who are just generally anti a certain, well, a, a variety of narratives that have been sold to them previously. <laughs> the difficulty that I found in my own work is um, gathering like-minded folk who themselves are willing to do work. Oh, yeah, that's a tiny percentage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you can get a larger group of folk, many of whom are cynical, and then the small percentage of, and usually typically not the cynical folk, are the ones who are. Well, but if you can overcome
1: work. the cynicism, mm. though, then you can make... And I think that's possible. Mm. Uh, like... Yeah, but you have it that that takes balls (laughs) to do it. That's what was so amazing about the est training Mm. to watch one guy stand in front of a room of 400 people Mm. who with the slightest provocation, provocation, Mm provocation would rush the stage and rip the guy to shreds (laughs) because he said such, you know, put them through such bullshit. And he can stand up there and dominate
0: them, how important do you think paying money was in the s training
1: well it's part. well it's a it's an well i see I didn't pay for it. They gave me a scholarship. Wow, <laughs> can you describe that process? Aaron? can you remember uh, and describe it? Yeah process? well, I didn't really have much to do with it i I met a guy who uh, I, I don't know, he, he was an S graduate and mm. he thought that i would have fun there.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: said, I'm not going to pay for that. And it he was
0: said, about $1,900 even then, wasn't it? No, no, no,
1: no, no. It was only
0: like $500. $500. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Something like that. Anyway, uh, his name was Dixon, Dixon Smith, I, you know, and um, he somehow arranged to get me a scholarship. I don't mm. know how he did it, but it was great that he did. Fascinating experience.
0: The notion of a scholarship typically means that you had to meet with some people prior to. No, getting...
1: no, he handled the whole thing. I don't know well, how he
0: did it. Gosh,
1: he must obviously he must know somebody. Hmm. <laughs> you know, he must have known somebody. <laughs> but how uh, did you know Dixon Smith? Uh, that was probably during. Well, was that during the the salons in
0: the, in the canyon or wherever?
1: Yeah. uh, That's all around the same time. I'm not sure I could, I can sort that out now. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I knew Dixon Smith. I was doing quite a bit of public speaking, not quite a bit, but some, you know, and, um, he might have shown up at one of those or something. I don't know. I don't know how I knew Dixon. Mm. I'm not even sure that's his name.
0: It's a great name. It is a
1: good name. I'm pretty sure that's right, but very good.
0: <laughs> it's a very good name actually. Yeah. Yeah. What's the requirement of a of a prize-winning author that his first name is longer than his second name? Oh, really? So they can write those Okay, books Heron
1: Stoneworks then. That's good. Okay. Good. 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 Just yeah. a yeah. yeah, well, you know, given the choice of the names I had, I love Heronstone. I think that's an awesome name.
0: Heronstone is the same number of letters, right?
1: Yeah, but but the first one is two syllables and the second one is... Oh, no,
0: no, this is talking about actually the number of letters, right? So I'm screwed.
1: don't talk about it however you want to.
0: I'm talking about number of syllables. Anyway. It's the same number of phonemes, though. Yeah, it's how it's written on a book that's important in this circumstance. Yeah, I see. Yeah. That could actually be, um, well, our our listeners will definitely know this, but that could be the late Terry Pratchett, I think. Who? That said that the, that a famous author had to have a shorter. Of course, he doesn't, so maybe that's even more interesting. (laughs) Anyway. Our listeners will no doubt know. We have enough of the, uh, extreme nerds out there. yeah, there, Yeah. It's interesting, though, how you harness, this energy, and I mean, it's certainly, when I've said this previously, my toings and froings with Bruce Damer have always been... You know, it's one thing to get a lot of publicity. He's talking to Ted, you know, Heron.
1: Oh, good for him.
0: Uh, but it's another thing to actually say find- he- I've
1: never actually heard him say anything very interesting,
0: though. No, he's going to do some of the mother rapping, the mother spirit rapping in this Ted talk. It could be very... I'm wondering... I'm wondering actually if Ted does any. Well, who knows? He'll probably deliver it. It'll probably become a YouTube Well, apparently, editor. you have
1: to do an audition. I mean, before you get to do a no, TED talk. You can you
0: know, no, you can know people in order to do TED talks. You don't have to. Oh, no, but an you audition.
1: still have to do the day before. Oh, yeah, you no, you present it. You I mean, but they're not going to cut you. No, but the, you yeah. have to present it, and, and yeah. if they don't like it, you're not going to be there.
0: Well, <laughs> or you might present it, and it just never makes video. Well, what That's happened yeah, to a yeah, number yeah, of people. for example. Apple yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, we're returning to this notion of translating initial excitement, which you can get a lot yeah. of very easily, yeah. Yeah. into even medium term.
1: See, I'm not sure that's the way to, I mean, that that may be the way to think about it, but it may not be. It's really, yeah, it's getting them to do something. Mm. I mean, you know, initial excitement, excitement. Yeah, you're right. That's easy. But I don't think it's worth it.
0: Well, that's where it gets interesting because sometimes you've got the thing about it is, irrespective of what you feel is worth what I have here, getting the initial excitement is good. Well, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. So don't sniff at initial excitement. But it's still got to be
1: part of a a process that's designed not to just get them excited, but to get them to actually do something.
0: Well, that's where it gets very interesting, because the kinds of energy that you get through this moves away from doing something relatively rapidly.
1: Let me me throw something out here, because in rereading Wittgenstein now, I mean, this is... I've been struggling with him for a, mu- a little over a month now. Mm. And, and I've been reading about him at the same time. Yes. And what I'm getting is, is that, and, and in fact, he says it re- plainly in a couple of places that the idea of reading philosophical investigations isn't to come up with a new theory about anything. It actually is designed to change who you are. Yes. <laughs> You know, and so it's it's sort of a struggle because you're reading it and that usually when we read, we're taught to, you know, tie this all together. You know, how does this relate to that? You know, and so on and so forth. And it doesn't work that way. What what happens is engaging the material over a period of time changes who you are. And you don't end up at the end of that process with a new theory that you can explain to anybody. Hmm. You end up with a new you that you can't explain mm. <laughs> and that i i think is pretty close to what's going on i think th- that's it and so I'm, i've been considering using wittgenstein as a textbook <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because i don't really give a shit whether anybody understands it or not that's yeah. not the point the point is to engage those questions yeah. And in the process of engaging the questions, you may not come up with some theory to make sense of it all. But in the process of engaging them, um, something happens. Yes. Or not. I mean, that's the question. It happens to me. How many other people – I mean, can I take a cross-section of people that show up – well, that show up at a Gendo thing and make them read Wittgenstein for six months?
0: <laughs> you know, what you could do is almost do like a Bible study where rather than making them read Wittgenstein for six months, they yeah. show up and you discuss certain passages of Wittgenstein. Well, that's, that's the thing is I don't even...
1: Well, I, I, yeah, anything they want to talk about, we can talk about. But yeah. see, I don't even give a shit about that. It's not important what they think about it. <laughs> I mean, it is important, but well,
0: the, but you the, the point you is engaging to... it. Exactly. But engaging it here can be done on an individual yeah. level if... Yeah. Wittgenstein intersects with you at a particular time, or it can be done in a group sense, right? Well, I don't know. Anyway,
1: these are all just ideas floating around in my head at this point. But but the more I get about it is that again, it's not about somebody being told a new story that they can dump their old story and now they got a new story Mm. (laughs) that they can believe in, you know? That's not, that's not the issue. The issue is, is breaking the identification with the stories. And that happens only by engaging in an activity. Yes. It doesn't happen because somebody explains it to you. Yes. You know, and understanding it doesn't make one fucking bit of difference. But going through the process of recording, uh, or, or capturing YouTube uh, segments where people are abusing the word the or absolutes or reification or stuff and having them do that four hours a week and submit the the video clips as homework that i think is what is what it takes is they have to actually commit themselves to go even if and if they spend three hours listening to video types uh looking for reifications and they can't find any it's just as good if they did because they spent the time, they gave of their time and their energy and thought about and sought these things. In doing that, that's what changed. That's what, that's what's required. I think.
0: So this is an experiment for you. You're having these things through these meetups as experiments. That's a good way
1: to think about it. Yeah.
0: Because yeah, it's just really, the idea
1: is if I can get some people in front of me.
0: Yeah, because really, a lot of these things are very intellectually abstract as they are currently. I mean, the notion of setting people homework and all this other kinds of stuff. I mean, I think the thing that interests me... Wait,
1: a- how does that get in with abstract? That's just exactly what I'm trying to get away from.
0: Well, let me talk about this okay. perhaps a little bit. All right. The interesting, yeah, the dilemma that you find yourself with in the circumstance is your hope. That the folks that turn up to this thing. That some of them. Well, well, some of them, let's say some of them, are in some way share some of your own particular proclivities associated with this body of work that you're going to sure, present.
1: Sure. They must have some inkling
0: that language is really important. But more than just that. I mean, what, what I find interesting associated with, let's just take the stupidities, is perspective of use and understanding, which ultimately is probably slightly more—I don't know—subtle than creating four hours of homework and YouTube. Oh, absolutely, around.
1: yeah, yeah. What happens is ineffable, completely. But that's a completely separate issue from then from putting in the time listening with the intention of discovering abuses of absolutes so
0: my perspective would be to set the just initially at least you may find a bunch of gendo monks that are just ready for this stuff but to set the bar perhaps very low Mm -hmm. with the view that you know the five stupidities i think actually can be given to someone on a sheet of paper
1: yeah, well, again, knowing the five stupidities is totally irrelevant. The issue is actually engaging in the process of reprogramming your language machine.
0: But it's a start for a certain group of people. No,
1: it's, it's not of- even a start. It's it's like, well, okay, in the same way that putting the pieces of, of the chessmen, putting them on the board is necessary, but it's not part of the game. You're just setting it up
0: for the game. Well, that's interesting, actually, because if you consider the chess pieces as you put them down, you have a very different perspective on the game than if you just turn up to a chessboard with pieces already on it.
1: I mean, what well, you're if you know chess, then I don't think that. Well, whatever. Anyway, know. yeah. All I'm saying is that there's a difference between a move in the game of chess and loading the board. Th- those, that's not a move in the game of chess.
0: After spending about two months working with someone, I can usually identify whether approaching your body of work from the stupidities or the uh, internal voice is the way yeah. to approach your body of work. Uh, What's more interesting is actually in a very short period of time determining which approach is better uh, initially.
1: See, to me, I, I, it's really clear. The five stupidities are a technique that's not the heart of the issue mm-hmm. that's just a technique
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the heart of the issue is breaking identification with the voice in the head and this is a change yeah.
0: in your view over the past
1: 4 years yeah i think i think i've really uh, you're right i think that's a fundamental yeah and i yeah i agree
0: it's interesting actually because The nature of an internal narrative and a discussion associated with an internal narrative, and this is why I framed it in the way that I did for the Psychedelic Salon recording, can, if you just give people that seed associated with a voice in their head, it's not you or this kind of stuff, then they can take that in a wide variety of different directions.
1: Oh, you bet they can. And
0: (laughs) this is where it actually gets very curious, because you may end up with a circumstance that I initially described associated with the folks who... Believe and can corral a group, particularly a group that you initially organize, to identify your thesis as being something distinctly different. And actually, I think this process has merit just if that occurs, just to observe that happening and then get some understanding from that. Yeah, so, no, yeah. on that,
1: no, it certainly doesn't hurt if somebody just merely understands the concept.
0: But that, if that's they take a, that's it in a, a completely thing. different direction and provide you with a strange kind of counter-stonian narrative from that original point, yeah. which I think is possible, sure it is. it would require a very particular kind of language monkey, but they're probably out there. <laughs> and <they're laughs> no, no doubt looking, in fact, this is interesting associated with the keywords as well, because you might actually self-select
1: this group. Well, I'm, I'm sure I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I have to consider these those terms very carefully. You know?
0: In terms of the kind of enterprises that you're surrounded by, you talked about this associated with the post-Est group. Uh, but, I mean, I certainly get a sense of your part of the world um, from driving around, from going into a couple of stores. We lost a battery and waited in a car park for about two hours. Just outside of Garden Grove. Um, that there are <laughs> a variety of folk in your part of the world who either, I mean, is there a large retiree community in your area?
1: Uh, well, I think Orange County in general is pretty aged. I mean, right. I think uh, uh, they may be in different, I mean, I'm sure they're in pockets probably, mm. but, um uh, um Yeah, I don't know, you know I, I mean,
0: if the businesses yeah. I saw, a lot of them were service-related businesses It's uh-huh. always curious to try and understand what people do in an area just by looking at the strip malls But it is something that struck me that certainly driving around, seeing what people had in their yards And seeing these kind of things gave me a sense that the community was, you know, perhaps Old what I found interesting is this, the Vietnamese mentoring. I mean, when you met with the with the yeah. Vietnamese mentors, what were their professional backgrounds? What did they do? Did you get a sense of that? Well,
1: a couple of them worked for uh, Orange County um, Services of some sort. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what. But so there's you- a
0: public sector in Orange County that actually services these things. I mean, a strong public
1: sector. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know how strong. I don't know, I, but I mean, one of the guys, the guy who is running this nonprofit mm-hmm. in his day job was uh, some sort of counselor or something for the County of Orange for youth. Interesting. Something like it, but I, I, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what.
0: Yeah. Aside from selling weed, what were the other Vietnamese businesses? I mean, obviously there's there's a culinary <laughs> in our area. I live in on the outskirts of Vietnam town for San Jose. Uh-huh. So I'm very familiar with the local Vietnamese community. Yes. Um, and, you know, there there are a wide variety of service industries associated with that. But most of the folk that I encounter are, you know, second generation lawyers, doctors. I mean, there's a huge professional community in this yeah. area that is predominantly Vietnamese. Yeah. Um. So it is a very interesting community, but I don't get a sense... I mean, what you're looking for—the distinction—is when you did Est. I'm assuming it was closer to Los Angeles than it was to Garden Grove.
1: Oh yeah, I um, lived in Manhattan Beach at the time, yeah. and the, did it in the some famous hotel that's no longer there, up yeah. on Beverly Boulevard in downtown LA. Yeah, I can't. It's where the Copacabana was, oh, whatever yeah. hotel that was. Oh there. yeah.
0: But uh, the thing that strikes me about that here, and certainly I think this has changed my podcast listening in the past six months, is there's a kind of culture of getting up when you work in the entertainment industry. Of what? Of getting up, of making contacts, of being out there, of pushing your oh, brand, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, and I think yeah. S-training, although you mentioned the street gangs and the police and all these other kinds of things that exist in L.A., this culture of being extremely cognizant, but ultimately driven to one's own brand is something that is pretty, you know, centrally themed around, you know, the certainly the cliches of Los Angeles, many of which exist in podcasts produced by Los Angeles. I'm not sure what you're talking about. You like Gendo as a brand? You no, mean? no. What I'm talking about here is that you've got a wide variety of folk who name drop and you know, want, have, have things that they're pitching, ideas, they're connected yeah. with various projects that may or may yeah. not be films, they might be comedians or musicians. You've got the, yeah, everybody, market, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah there's know. a lot of people here with a lot of
0: agendas. <laughs> yes. And I guess my perspective is, you said initially, you know, Gendo for parents, for scientists, and for philosophers. Yeah. So, in your area, I've been struggling a lot with those words. I, I,
1: I'm not totally satisfied. At, in fact, I'm not satisfied at all with them. But certainly, there are three clear ideas so, but the, the specific s- words. So, out
0: of those groups, the only demographic which I think is a sure thing is Gendo for parents.
1: Oh yeah, right? that's an obvious one. Yeah, that that's the the clearest one of yeah. all. That's what I, I'm going to start with that one, even if I can't get the other ones together. Yeah, I mean it is sure.
0: interesting because there are certain parts of L.A. That are very heavily connected with medical science. I know this because I've kind of mapped Los yeah. Angeles or well, the broad, the broader, I don't know what you call it, the LA basin or whatever, the, the what broader
1: sprawl. The metropolitan area. Well,
0: it's even bigger <laughs> than that, actually. I mean, let's just call it Southern California. Let's which call kind, it kind LA.
1: of LA? Yes. It
0: encompasses San Diego too, to its extreme. Well, yeah. So, well, whatever, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a continuum. Um, There are particular areas that are heavily connected with science, many of them kind of commercial science, but still science. There are a number of universities in the area.
1: Oh, yeah. Southern California is an awesome place. There's everything.
0: It's great. It's funny, actually, because my spiritual advisor grew up there. She's got very little time for Southern California, but I actually have a lot more time for Southern California. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I thought periodically about just doing an excursion down to Southern California because we went down there for the Netflix do, last year which is when i did the the tour of gun grove yeah and i do like la i mean i spent yeah. a formative part santa of my Monica's life have been is an spent awesome there. city yes. and yes. i
1: love santa monica yes. i'd like to live actually that's, that's a place i could live because I, yes. I, i'm probably going to move you know in the next few
0: years somewhere yes. you know how, how's your how's your work time currently Are you enjoying it's seal beach right is that where you're yeah. working
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: how do you find seal beach as an area
1: Oh, it's a nice area. I'd like to live there, but I can't afford that. Yes. Well, not now. I and mean, who knows what, what the future. Yeah. It, it, Seal Beach is really a unique community. It's hmm. uh, out of all the news. we talked about it. Out of all so, the newspapers that the company owns, it's the only one that really is a community. Yeah. It's bounded on the north so, by a river. Geographically and, isolated. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. yes, geographically isolated. The people who live there have a real sense of living in a community. Yeah. And uh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, hmm. you know I've got a lot of time for those those parts of the world, but sadly I don't have a lot of time to go to those parts of the world. Yeah. I? Well, when I
1: lived in Manhattan Beach, that was the sense then. Manhattan well, Beach. Manhattan
0: Beach is just a mecca. I mean, Manhattan Beach. If if you wanted to hold a salon to get people in who you know who probably and this is the interesting thing actually, Manhattan Beach is one of the few areas where you probably could do. Gendo, other than just for parents, I mean, pick something else, and get a wide variety of quite interesting and intellectual folk. I mean, truth be told, doing Conscious in the Cloud was a good opportunity for me to meet people who were genuinely fascinating. They didn't stick around for a long period of time. Many of them, uh, some of them... No, but you met them and and you probably have
1: their contacts. Yes, but
0: again, the point about it is not that I have their contacts, but really... I don't know how I would use their context. Well, you don't now, but yeah. you know, who knows two years from now? I think the the longer I get from knowing them, the less I get of a sense. Well, that of could how, be. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I'd figure it's always good when you meet somebody who's vaguely interesting. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'll take that. You know, whether it, you know, it only takes one to come to fruition, mm. uh, to change the whole world. Yeah. You know, so you just that's why I just keep going out there. 99% of the time it's it's a waste of time, it's a bunch of fucking language monkeys. Yeah. But you never know <laughs> when you're going to meet somebody who's got an idea that meshes with what you're doing and something new could be born out of it, you know?
0: So let's as homework over the next few weeks, start to workshop these different ideas of Gendo. I mean, I can't talk very heavily to Gendo for parents Although I can, you know, I can. Survive. Well, let me tell you
1: the three categories. I've been yeah. cha- I've been rewriting these uh, mm-hmm. things. And currently, um, I'm thinking Gendo for parents, Gendo for seekers of wisdom.
0: Rather than philosophers.
1: Rather than philosophers, yeah, because mm-hmm. I really don't want philosophers. They mm-hmm. suck. Uh, seekers of wisdom is a little pompous, but uh, if they can get past that, That's really what I'm talking about. People who've got the it and seek well, and again though for project managers and participants. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's very different than scientists. Oh, it's very different. But I mean, I want to get beyond. It's not. It's not really about science. I mean, it's part of it. It's about having that kind of an attitude for
0: you, Aaron. Yeah. Gendo as a brand does not actually. You know, broken forth. And do you think putting Gendo out there initially is going to be a positive, a negative, or a neutral associated oh. with what you're trying to do? Um,
1: I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I've been with Gendo for so long. Clearly. I, I've got, you know, a real attachment to it. Without question. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't see any problem with it. Necessarily I mean, I can see that. Yeah, some. People I mean, it sounds
0: a bit are... like a martial art.
1: Yeah, right? well, that's sort of the idea. The original. Yeah,
0: but I mean, does that work against you? Because it might be like Taekwondo for no, but project managers or make Gendo. That, for but practice. I can make that case
1: easily. You know, it's self-defense in the domain of language, and when you know, most of us are not under physical attack. But there are fifty karate studios.
0: If you get, if you get,
1: this is about self-defense in the domain of language. Yes,
0: but let's let's look at this a different way. Okay. If this is just a single line that people have to click on to get more information, is Gendo for project managers and participants going to make any sense to them? To
1: oh well, no, that's not enough. They have to read the. Uh, well, this their is where it gets interesting because yeah.
0: when I say model rail radio,
1: yeah, it's clear that yeah. is
0: enough for people to click on. And yeah. my, my, I guess my homework to you, yeah, is. To create something. Well, gendo in
1: the means singles. nothing. Exactly. To, to, it'll mean something to the seekers of wisdom because they'll go for anything that sounds interesting like that. you know? Well yes,
0: but, maybe but, but not for, for
1: parents and for project managers, gendo empty. Yes. Uh so then that we're going for parents and project managers and participants. Those are the effective words for this uh meetup thing. And again, this meetup thing may go nowhere. You know, mm. this has no necessary bearing on anything else I'm going to do with mm. this in the future. No, it's just an experiment. Yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. experiment. So, uh, and I don't know, you want, you're want you thinking leave Gendo off and, and just go. I think go, he's,
0: there are probably better words to use them because words okay. are what you have well, in order so to get give people. Give me some examples. If you're talking about the voice in the head. I'm sorry,
1: let me interrupt you. Because one of the, I considered the idea uh, for the parents one is raising conscious children. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that.
1: Yeah, I like that too. That that's. Uh, but I see. I could easily put Gendo raising conscious children. Well, that gives the actually, definition if you've got time. Yeah. Well,
0: well actually, and space. that's not bad
1: because because actually, parents is because um, that's really. I don't want to limit it to parents. I want I want anybody who Educators. has some position. Yeah. You know uh, where they're guiding young children. Mm. So guardians of any kind, older brothers yeah. uh, ever, you know. So, right. okay, so maybe, yeah, maybe it's, uh, but still, I don't need to take so again
0: qualities, off. like raising conscious children, which I think has a wide variety of kind of emotive perspectives and is probably very useful to initially get people there. Yeah, I like that, want too. What's something that is similarly emotive that would, I mean, seekers of wisdom. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why I went there. I didn't want philosophers. So, so I'm,
0: I'm, okay, so is there... <sighs> Seekers of wisdom seems to indicate that they already have their own views associated with No,
1: no, no it means they're looking. They're seekers. They not they haven't found it. So why don't you just call the group seekers of wisdom? Well, What's wrong with Gendo, seekers of wisdom? You're right. I mean if you if look, I, I mean, mean that's why I'm saying the word Gendo is sort of irrelevant. Yes. Uh it's the words that follow it that are going to count.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, so we got you I actually me I over think I can't on agree- a Friday evening. I I, yeah. I don't have any argument against that.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and I think you are right. Uh, I, I do now that I think about it, parents is empty, uh, really bullshit. Uh, raising conscious children says it much yeah. better. Yeah, uh, and then seekers of wisdom, and uh, I, I really don't like project managers and participants, but no. but but you know what? Else? Scientists, I think, is not quite How about right.
0: Organizations. Well, but it's not. It's well. It is.
1: It is about or, people who are working together. Yeah, yeah. on projects. Yeah. That's why I was in project management but is the problem. Is
0: project management is a
1: key. It's key yeah, yeah. It, it, it already is. has a whole bunch yeah. of that everybody so that's the f- well you know I don't need the answer right now that's why I'm, I figure I got a couple of months before yeah. I have to oh, launch, I mean
0: so. certainly my perspective has always been to do one learn from the one and then yeah. to start with three immediately probably yeah. means that you can't learn from one in that circumstance you know so yeah, I could start with two yeah or oh, just yeah. try the first one I mean try the first yeah. one associated well, with... well but it's no punches. big deal
1: I mean to start one or three is just about showing up at a particular time and I can put them all at the st- well, not same time, but I could have them consecutive. I can just spend... So app-
0: if you learn something from the first... I mean, my perspective is yeah. the stagger is probably better here because you can change what you do with the second based yeah. on your learning from the first. Yeah. Well, I can always change
1: everything based on whatever I learn anyway, so... The problem
0: here associated with Meetup is that you're not dealing with an entity that is going to... I mean, if... It, <laughs> it's almost worth actually going for the hardest one first, going for the project manager one first. (laughs) Because if you go with the the conscious children first and you get 200 people showing up, you're going to be passing a hat in the next meeting. Meetup's not going to allow you... To yeah, get, to well, a group yeah well, and of we'll talk people. about
1: if that, if that many people yeah. show up, then that'll be one of the subjects of conversation. What you
0: can also do if you find, I mean, obviously you're space limited if you're holding it in a restaurant, so you can just I'm have a, yeah. 10 mm-hmm. slots initially, and then based on that, you might have A, B, C, and D meetups of the same topic where you have different people turning uh, up at yeah. different things.
1: Well, yeah, see, I haven't even begun to look at the details of yeah. that kind of stuff yet. That that need, I need to get the write-up done. I need yeah. to get the actual text that's going to show. And and what I'm going to do is I actually need to go and spend a little more time on Facebook and look at what other people are. Certainly. Are and may, uh, meet up
0: as well to get a sense of that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, I mean, because I really haven't paid that much attention to it in the past. Yes. It appears uh, that I can write maybe 150 words or something like Certainly. that uh, for the blurb that goes out. Yes. So, I mean, do you know what the word count is? I mean, it's
0: I I I never reached the limit and I posted quite extensive okay. stuff associated with the individual meetings, the meetup page itself. But I always I always use brevity in those circumstances. Yeah, I, I like want to keep it as short as
1: possible, yeah, but I want, want people it to be reading a
0: a tricky. Yeah. But I
1: still want to well, it needs to be enticing. It needs to get Without there. question, but actually there. I yeah. think brevity yeah. in these And circumstances. brevity, you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's why i was thinking uh, I mean 100 words is probably plenty, you yeah.
0: know. Heron, my plan was to have a short recording this evening, and I'm going to have to fulfill on that plan, but it sounds like you have a lot of homework anyway, so maybe you can use oh, this Oh, exci- I'm thing. excited about this, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I see this as a, uh, an opportunity to um, do a little experimenting. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I
0: guess, I mean, I was thinking about what I've said previously associated with hiring a publicist. Ah. And honestly, I could line my ducks up before I went to Australia, which is what I'll probably do in terms of the actual recruiting of said publicists. For me, it's probably going to be a, a page and a half worth of bio and blurb and discussion of projects that I'm already actively working on, Yeah, that some of which have had amazing success, like Model Rail Radio, and some of which have had moderate success, like Stone Ape or Ape and these kind of things. Yeah. And what I'm interested in, particularly because it's the tech... PR sphere is getting a sense of PR folk in this area who you know have represented individuals in a way that I'm interested in being represented.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I should be interested. When are you going to Australia?
0: I'm going to Australia in the middle of May.
1: Okay, that's coming up. So, yeah, you need to get on this. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't think I think it's what I do is write a, a page and a half and then send it out to Yeah,
1: but they're going to need people. time to prepare exactly uh, what exactly. they're going to do, yeah. you
0: know. Well, I mean, if it's their business and if they're smart about it, they should be able to get this stuff together, you know, to
1: yeah, weeks. relatively weeks. quickly. On the other hand, if they're really any good, they'll probably be, want to talk to you and you learn more question. about it.
0: I mean, it's <laughs> interesting, actually. My spiritual advisor has made this point to me particularly recently that I need to, I mean, you know, although I maintain short hair and trim my nose hair and all this other kinds of stuff, <laughs> my, you know, maybe in this domain my physical appearance is considerably more a point of concern. I don't know. I mean, Jared Linnea has gotten away with being Jared Linnea for as long as he has. But I think through this, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. We'll talk to I, that,
1: that, we'll yeah. Well, talk yeah that about. that's an that's an issue. This whole idea of personality of how yes. they, I mean, whether your picture is going to be on all yes. the material or not. That shit just drives me crazy. Yeah. You know, but apparently it works. You know, well, for,
0: uh, a, for a certain group of people, where the image is. As yeah. important or more important than the message. <laughs> Which to just me. seems to be mostly <laughs> the case. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm interested. I mean, I like I said, I've had a small experience with a PR person. I rewrote the stuff that they presented to me and got success through rewriting their work. But just going through the process of having someone that you were paying some money yeah, to, to do something. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. interesting.
1: Well, I'd be interested to in see what how this process uh, proceeds. I, I uh, will
0: use stone StoneApe as a means to the rate and give the yeah, secrets yeah. away, folks. So yeah, yeah. This prepare is yourself in the near future with Heron and his meetup groups and me and my PR experimentation. Huh. Pleasure as always, Heron. We'll talk next week. Okay, night. Oh, actually, Heron, sorry. Yeah. We won't talk next week because my in-laws are coming. Ah, oh, well, so... why don't we have
1: them talk? Oh, with... believe
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to talk to Six them. hours of Stone Ape later? No, I think perhaps not. Um, yeah, so it won't be next week. It'll be the week following. But Okay. Gives you more time. Gives me more time, too. We'll talk in two weeks, Aaron. Take okay, care.
1: Okay, bye.